0: Hello and welcome to TBM Presents. I'm Jordan. I'm Jason. I'm Jackson. So I bet you're wondering why we gathered you here today. And it's to talk about something that's near and dear to all three of our hearts. I am talking about Mr. The Batman. Now, if you're unfamiliar, you're not. You know who Batman is. You've seen Batman in many forms, played by a bunch of different actors, both real life and animated. But to kick off this conversation, I'm going to pose a question to my my co-host here first. But I want you, the listener, to think about this as well. So Jason, Jackson, I want you both to close your eyes. And I'm just assuming that Jackson did it and Jason didn't.
1: This is correct. I
0: want you both (laughs) to close your eyes and picture Batman. Just like the first image that comes to mind of Batman. Jason, which version of Batman is it? Like when you just think of the character, what's the first one that comes to mind?
1: I mean, when I think of him, I, I think of like the, I think it's the eighties where he's wearing the like blue and gray costume with the yellow bat symbol. <laughs>
2: Ah, the classic. When I
1: think of Batman off the top of my head, he is wearing blue.
0: But you are thinking of, like, a comic iteration more than anything else, right? Yeah. Like, that's the first thing that comes to mind? I believe
1: it's the same costume that he wore in the cartoon Batman Brave and the Bold.
0: Yes, that sounds right. That sounds right. Jackson, what's the first version that comes to mind for you? For me, it's the Arkham series Batman. Why do you you think that is? Because I think that's not the answer for most people
2: uh well obviously i play a lot of video games oh really (laughs) but that's yeah um the arkham games like the first one came out what 2009 that sounds right right. i'm not yeah so like (laughs) and that's a yeah so like the arkham games have kind of been a part of like my gaming history from the beginning and i've played every single one of them and loved every single one of them even even bat uh almost called a batman begins batman arkham origins even that one which i played on the wii u (laughs) um like they've always been there i've like i've replayed all of them at least three times with the exception of
0: origins which i've played once (laughs) so
2: like it's just it's just usually the first thing i think of when there's batman because of that
0: i think for me when i picture batman just think about the character as a whole there's one of two images that comes to mind like immediately and they are both from Batman, the animated series, like the early nineties to mid nineties show. And it's always specifically the image of Batman up on the rooftops, like cave, cape, uh, blowing in the breeze. And he's like, just looking all menacing. And then there's another image. It's a poster that was like, the cover of the DVD uh, box set of the animated series where it's just like a shadowy silhouette of Batman like pulling the cape over his face. and like it's just this like like it doesn't it doesn't even really look that much like Batman. It's just like a scary guy dressed in all black. But like for some reason, even though I don't think like the animated series is like my favorite iteration of Batman, That's always, like, where my mind goes with the character first. And I think it's probably because that was my first exposure to him. Because, you know, I was was born in 1994, so I was a little bit too young to really experience it at the time. But it was still going until I was, like, four or five years old. So that's the point where I would have, like, first started paying attention to a cartoon like that. And, like, I don't think that Batman as a character would be anywhere near as big today if it wasn't for that show because that show was huge (laughs) and it it's i mean it's one of the best animated series of all time but it like really set a course for all batman stuff going forward but really i think it's i think it's your answer that's most interesting to me though jason like I, i
1: i think it's because it's the design that he had in like the new adventures of batman and like the Super Friends stuff. I, I looked it up. It's actually like more from the 40s is when that design first appeared. But I think of it like on the 80s Batman, which that's the Silver Age, which is basically when he started wearing like the black cape instead of the blue. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. That was when you definitely saw the transformation to the character as we know him today. Like he wasn't nearly as edgy as he is now, but like was definitely getting sterner, darker, more... Mm, more closed off (laughs) like all good superheroes should be
1: it's when he got lonelier
0: yeah it it's also interesting you said the games though jackson because i also have this like i have this very very clear image and i might tweet it like when the episode goes out or something but it's not it's not just the cover of batman arkham asylum it's the like game of the year version of the arkham asylum case and I have this very clear image of Batman just saying they're all imposing, but in like a big circle around them, there's all of these like dumb logos, like won this award and won this award <laughs> and includes this free DLC. And it's like a really busy and ugly case, but it just has Batman standing in the middle of it all. Like, like the original case of the game did. And for some reason, that's also like an image that I always go to. I don't really know why though, because... <laughs> I don't think I ever owned that copy of the game.
1: I'm still really confused with the marketing when Arkham City came out, and it was all about, like, these very stark colors, like, everyone was wearing all white,
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: it was like blood, or Joker, I, I don't remember, sometimes it was blue, sometimes, or yeah. red, sometimes it was green.
2: Like, one of the specific images of the Arkham series that I usually think of is the Arkham City cover... Where it's Batman on top of the gargoyle and like everything's in black and white except the blood on his fist. That one like is one that I keep thinking about a lot. Which is interesting because I, I hate the whole underwear on the superhero like <laughs> outfit thing. That stuff was like by the time I was in the superheroes that stuff they were trying to get that out of there as fast as possible. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so.
1: I don't know I don't Batman's kind of weird. Like I don't really care with Batman <laughs> having the underwear on the outside.
0: I think it's it's not nearly as bad because he's wearing muted colors. Yeah, it's more noticeable
1: yeah. Superman where he has you know bright yeah. red underwear. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> now, I guess that's something with the three of us specifically is I feel like we're all three pretty big fans of Batman and the whole Bat family, but we're all three pretty skeptical about Superman as a character. Like, I don't know that I've ever really really enjoyed any superman anything like
2: i think that it's just it's hard to make a compelling story about like a person who can do everything yeah yeah
1: yeah i mean like i i think superman's most interesting when he doesn't have his powers like my go-to superman anything in my brain for some reason is um an episode of the justice league unlimited where I think it's based on whatever happened to the man of tomorrow or maybe it's based on I, I don't remember exactly the episode's called like the man who has everything or something really similar similar like that mm-hmm. and it's like Mongol attaches some kind of weird plant to him that makes him think that he's still on Krypton yeah and it's all about Wonder Woman and Batman trying to free him
2: basically <laughs> I think that actually from the original Justice League show not Justice League Unlimited I might be wrong about I know that, it's based but...
1: on an Alan Moore story and I, I do think that's interesting because Alan Moore wrote some really interesting stuff about, like, deconstructing a lot of superheroes. But I really can't think of anything that Alan Moore did with Batman.
2: Speaking of the uh, animated Justice League show, that Batman is also one that comes back to me a lot because... Randomly at one awesome. point when I was really young... <laughs> Isn't that young. just the Batman yeah. from the animated series? It is, less? it is. I think pretty much. I, I mean, I
0: don't think it's, like, a continuation of the show or anything. I,
1: I'm pretty sure it is. I,
0: I think it actually is canon with, yeah. because oh, think It's nice. the about same everything. writers. Yeah. Yeah. I wow. think just about everything that ran through the 90s into, like, the mid-aughts is technically part of the same universe as far as, like, animated Justice mm. League-related stuff goes.
1: Yeah, the DC animated universe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The animated, like,
2: cartoon Batmans are also one I look back to a lot. I don't really look back to the, like the animated movie ones, like the recent stuff. do not really I never really got into those, but like the old Justice League cartoon, Justice League Unlimited, like I watched those a lot as a kid on Netflix. Um another big one that I never really watched until I was like 14 or so was The Batman, not uh The Batman the movie, The Batman mm. the show.
1: I like The Batman for a lot of things that it did. I absolutely hate what the Batman did to Mr. Freeze because that was the first animated series after like Batman the animated series ended and that's where Mr. Freeze's like super sad backstory was added like about his wife being cryogenically frozen cuz she has a horrible disease and then when they made The Batman and they included Mr. Freeze he's just a bank robber. <laughs>
2: yeah which like i think his design was interesting it was a little too edgy but like yeah um but like i don't really remember much about the batman for some reason but like it's still always one of the batman shows that comes back to me a lot i'm not really sure why
1: i actually did more research and figured out the costume that i originally said was from the 80s and then said was from the 40s i found the version that i was 100 percent thinking of and it's from 1999 <laughs>
0: a real roller coaster it's, on that one.
1: Yeah. It's it's uh it was basically like not super long after year 1, I think. And it's mm. a lot of elements from the year 1 costume that kind of grounded it, but also went back to having blue instead of black for the cape and cowl.
0: Doesn't really make a lot of sense as a stealth stealth move. Yeah, so, well
1: neither does Robin wearing bright red and yellow. True. True. Yeah. I
0: mean, <laughs> There are a couple other issues that I have with taking a teenage boy into the field in general.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm I'm looking I did I, think, I couldn't really picture what Mister Freeze looked like in the Batman show, so I Googled it and I'm seeing a lot of pictures like fan art of Giancarlo Esposito as Mister Freeze. So I don't know if there are like casting rumors or what, but like people are really wanting to see him as Mister Freeze in the sequel to the new movie, which is interesting because mr freeze would be a very weird choice for that movie
2: i was was looking back at like i looked up like just some stuff on the batman show like i forgot like a lot of the character designs in this were very cool like uh, batman himself i i don't think it was really ever that like common or thing but in this he has like the gigantic cape that can basically like cover his whole body and like trails on the floor a lot which I think they did, like, a few times, but, like, they did that with this one. Joker was basically, like, still wearing, like, an Arkham Asylum, like, um, prisoner uniform. He was also
1: voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson, I'm pretty sure. Very good. If we're still talking about The Batman.
2: Yeah, I, like, It's all around. I remember that just being, like, a really cool show when I watched it. I
1: didn't like it very much when it was airing. Um, I did watch it not super long ago, and it, it holds up better than I thought.
2: Yeah, I feel like it got kind of, like, I didn't really like how it got near the end of the show, because, like, the show starts out basically, like, just Batman, and you got Alfred, but, like, towards the end of the show, like, you got Robin and Batgirl in there, which, like, that's fine, but you also then eventually just get into, like, having the entire Justice League.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a natural evolution. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't mind it. The series of Batman I really, really like was Batman Beyond. The series where it was about a new Batman taking over in the future. Which based on when the show came out, probably it could be the past by now.
0: (laughs) I do I think it had like a a Mega Man style thing where it's like it took place in 20XX or something like that. Like
1: Well, it couldn't be too far in the future because Batman's still alive. Bruce Wayne is
0: still alive in Batman Beyond, so it's not like the far, far future.
1: And I, I really think that the first episode of that is incredible because it starts by showing. Actually, you now I can't remember if it's the first episode or if I'm just remembering like a flashback. But I, I remember this really good scene: Bruce Wayne wearing the new Batman Beyond costume, which was basically all black except for the face and the bat symbol. It's yeah. very weird. It's like, like a black jumpsuit. It's a very jumpsuit. striking design, but yeah. it, it would look very weird in real life. <laughs> yeah, and it's in Arkham City.
0: And if it I looks remember real correctly. weird then. It's,
1: yeah. <laughs> And when they <laughs> brought it to Arkham Knight, they were just like, Oh, let's just do a whole different thing based on it.
0: It's like a suit of armor now. Yeah. But
1: which... it's a it's the scene of him in the very beginning where he's fighting criminals and they actually manage to get the upper hand on him and he picks up one of their guns and threatens them. And hmm. like there's this really cool scene and it's what you're seeing is like Batman like or Bruce Wayne realizing like he can't be Batman anymore. And it's all just because he got to the point where he had to pick up a gun to actually handle a fight. And he doesn't fire the gun or anything. But I I do think that's like one of the most memorable scenes in probably the whole DC animated universe for me. It's such a really good way to start out like a new series of showing like why we needed a new Batman. Like, I don't know. I really like Batman Beyond. I don't know if you guys have really watched it but yeah yeah it was
0: it was excellent i watched a ton of it when it was still it is my
1: favorite spider-man series of all time (laughs)
0: yeah i never really watched
2: like the entire show but i like i saw a few episodes and stuff and like it is very good it's funny because
1: around the same time spider-man tried to pull something similar where spider-man went into an alternate dimension where like he had nano machines that comprised his suit and stuff like that that show is not very good (laughs) Spider-Man Unlimited is
0: bad. Oh, Spider-Man Unlimited, yeah. (laughs) But
1: Batman Beyond is incredible.
0: Now, you know, we've talked a lot about the series, of course, but we would obviously be missing out to not talk about the Batman live-action movies because that's sort of what people really know the character for. And we recently saw the Batman, as a lot of people did. And I've, I've been really interested in this one because... I feel like when Batman Begins came out, people were just like, it's fine. And then when Dark Knight came out, everyone was blown away. And then when Dark Knight Rises came out, everyone was like, eh. This is the first time where, like, I've truly seen people, like, really split on a depiction of Batman. Like, I think most people have been pretty positive, but there have been people that just hated this movie. And, like, that feels crazy to me. Because I'm not saying it's the best Batman there's ever been, but I loved the Batman.
1: <laughs> like I'll say this is the most distilled Batman there's ever been. Yes,
0: that's that's a really good way to put it. Like
1: Batman very much taken down to his core components.
0: Yeah. Oh, I thought it... And making it a
1: year two story is very interesting. Yeah. Because then you don't even have to worry about Bruce Wayne yet.
0: Right. Like this was just this movie was wild and i thought it was it was incredible because of it like this is the weirdest batman movie we've gotten but in like the best possible way
1: this is the batman where you get to watch him put on his eye makeup yeah
0: (laughs) and and like like you you get to see him like sulking in dark corners like reading bad poetry being like I am the darkness, and the darkness is justice, and justice is the city. And, like, oh, it's My so My favorite good. thing <laughs> about the Batman,
1: I think, like, thinking back, is that a lot of people in the city think his name is Vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> because whenever people are like, who are you? Or, like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm Vengeance. <laughs> vengeance.
0: Uh, yeah. I. Do you, Do you think there's people out there, like, people on the street being, like, Yo, did you hear what Vengeance did last night? And someone's like, You know he's Batman, right? <laughs> like,
1: No, I asked him.
0: <laughs> yeah. He told me directly <laughs> before he punched my face into the pavement non-fatally ten times. <laughs> uh, this is the most aggressive Batman, but he's also like a melodramatic schoolgirl sometimes. <laughs> I, I really, really liked that movie. I, I think part of it's I went in with zero expectations. Like, I thought there was a very real possibility it was just going to be straight-up garbage. And the reviews were super split. Like, I remember, like, I think Game GameSpot gave it, like, a 6 out of 10, and IGN gave it a 10 out of 10.
1: The duality of man.
0: Yeah. I do hope we get more movies with this depiction of Batman. I just—I also hope they don't— um, I hope they just let him be Batman for a while. I don't necessarily want the Justice League yet. I also think that superpowers don't really lend themselves very well to that depiction of Gotham, which I think was surprisingly good. I think a big
1: problem with Batman is that superpowers don't really lend themselves to the world.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because it's like, we don't need superpowers in Gotham City. There's a mob boss in charge of literally everything. (laughs) And when that mob boss goes away, somehow there are more mob bosses that are more powerful. Yeah, It's like, well, if they were more powerful, why weren't they in charge to begin with? But we don't care about that.
0: That mob boss has a lot of money. I get that. That mob boss over there has almost as much money and can shoot ice. Like, why is he not the one in charge? Uh, Speaking of Batman villains, there's many of them. Are there any like? Once again,
1: the good Batman villains are the ones that have no superpowers. Yeah,
0: I was I was thinking the same thing. Like, I think there are great super or great uh, villains with superpowers, like Poison Ivy and Mister Freeze. But like, all the best ones are the ones that are just like some dude.
1: I guess I kind of draw the line around somewhere around Bane, where I think Bane is a really good yes, like supervillain to go against Batman. But he's not like... I mean, he does have super strength. So it is like a superpower, but at the end of the day, he's just a drug addict. So it's kind of... Yeah. I don't know.
0: I feel like Bane's a really complicated character too. Because like, we've gotten really, really good super over-the-top depictions of Bane. And we've also gotten really good, much more like basic depictions of Bane.
1: Every depiction of Bane... Or, not every, but, like, I just want a movie where Bane is smart and super strong. Yeah. And also well-written. So that's what takes The Dark Knight Rises out of it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Because, like, sometimes you get Arkham Knight, or not Arkham Knight, but just, like, the Arkham game series Bane, who's, like, eight feet tall and weighs 400 pounds and is, like, the size of a truck. And then sometimes you have of like the animated series version of Bane, where he's like, he's definitely big, like bigger than like a normal person, but he's not like, you know, a monster.
2: I like the Lego Batman version where he's just a regular minifig. He's the same size as everyone that's else. he
1: wasn't, in, yeah, in like the Lego Batman game too. He's just a normal yeah. size minifigure. Yeah, but he's like hunched over a little bit to <laughs> show that he's strong. <laughs> yeah,
0: because <laughs> that's what strong people do. Yeah, you yeah. know. I hadn't thought about this in a very long time, but one villain I think really needs to make a comeback is Phantasm. I don't know that I've seen that character in literally any capacity except Mask of the Phantasm. It's weird that Phantasm hasn't been everywhere, because a lot of people look at that as like the best depiction of Batman across all mediums. I do. I guess I could kind of see the character being a one-trick pony, though. Like It only really works until you know who the Phantasm is. <laughs>
1: My favorite Batman villain, and it's one we've seen in the movies before, multiple times, very different depictions, It's Two-Face. I really, really like Two-Face, most, mostly because Two-Face only has one interesting story that I really care about, right? It, like, Two-Face's origin of just going from being the, the DA of Gotham City, who's, like, basically a paragon... And then going insane and completely relying on luck for all your decisions as Two-Face. Like, I I think it's a really interesting dichotomy. He's very much a reflection of Batman. I think that Two-Face is a better reflection of Batman than the Joker. Personally. And I definitely prefer Two-Face over the Joker. I just wish that there were more interesting Two-Face stories out there. Because it very much feels like nothing kind of hits the highs of his origin story
0: yeah i think that i think that's sort of an unfortunate fact with comic book villains in general is that like if you want to give them these tragic backstories that inform you know their look and their powers and really everything about them once you sort of lay out that origin story and how it ties with the character you're only really going to see kind of diluted versions of them after that and i think that that's why the joker's so popular because he sidesteps that altogether. Like, he is his own thing, and he's just sort of, like, chaos as a person. (laughs) And doesn't necessarily have that backstory that people can, like, even try to relate to.
1: Yeah, I guess Joker's advantage uh, is any evil plan you can think of, you can be like, oh, Joker did it. (laughs) Because Joker's whole thing is just like, oh, I want to heads with Batman.
0: Whereas like, you know, your two faces, you got to think of like motivation and how that actually would make sense for them to do and like why they would do it and how and like Joker could be like, well, I made a pie and it blew up an orphanage <laughs> just cause.
1: Gotham City decided to take place in the world's largest pizza co- uh, competition. <laughs> but sadly, the Joker poisoned the pizza. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh. And you're like, yeah, that seems like something Joker would do. Yeah,
0: we all just go with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't. Maybe the Condiment King could also do that same plot because pizza <laughs> yeah. doesn't really have a condiment. Man, I can't
2: wait till we get a movie with
0: him. <laughs>
1: he <laughs> poisons the pizza with ranch dressing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think there was a point in an interview during press for the Batman where Robert Pattinson said that he want like that Condiment King is his favorite uh, Batman villain, which like. It's pretty good in general, just as a thing to say in an interview. But also, it just reminds me of how insane the press cycle for the Batman was.
1: I absolutely love that there was an interview where he just talked about <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. Yeah.
0: He talked about it with Zoe Kravitz there, and she clearly did not care even a little bit. <laughs> like, like it was it was pretty good stuff. And they like like he apparently just kept stealing socks from the set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: He would just take him home with him at the end of the day. Yeah. And then yeah. the, the studio had to be like, hey, stop doing that.
0: Yeah. And then like there was a the whole thing about like Zoe Kravitz drinking milk from a bowl like a cat to get ready for the role. And, like, and I
1: can't complain enough. And this is a spoiler for the Batman, but it's very small. She does not drink milk like a cat in that
0: movie. <laughs> she doesn't do it in the movie. No. So what was the point? Well, first off. There wouldn't have been a point if she did do it in the movie. I think, I don't think she actually did it as anything to do with the movie. I think she did it as a joke one time and was like, well, this could be an anecdote. But also, like, I don't think she did it at all. Other than there was, like, GQ or some random magazine or something did a photo shoot with them in costume. And she was drinking milk from a bowl for that. I don't know. Maybe it was going to be in the movie, but uh cut for time. Got cut for being <coughs> yeah. awful. No, cut for time. Yeah. Yeah. It was too
1: long. They the only take they had of it was 20 minutes. Yeah. But she it was drinks. very important <laughs> that you saw the whole thing.
0: They there's a whole scene where they like pour one of those like old-timey like milk delivery people uh, glasses into a bowl and then she drinks it in its entirety. <laughs> Like a cat. But uh, Matt Reeves was just like, well, they told me I can't put the whole thing in the movie and I'm not about to only do part of it. Uh. There was also uh, Paul Dano uh, saying that he had trouble sleeping while playing the Riddler. And before seeing the movie, I was just like, isn't it sad when you do too many riddles and you can't sleep? But then after actually seeing the character, I'm just kind of like, hmm. Probably still exaggerated, but I guess I get it.
1: Yeah, I I too have issues with insomnia.
0: Yeah. What he didn't tell you was he just has trouble sleeping in general. It was not impacted by playing that character at all.
1: He just... He has issues falling asleep every night. He takes melatonin, but while he was filming the movie, he wasn't able to pick up any melatonin. He ran out.
0: Yeah. Uh, I hope that whenever the sequel rolls around, the the lead-up to it is just as insane.
1: I want Robert Pattinson to talk about Chrono Trigger now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, there's a <laughs> sequel coming out, or there's a remake of the sequel coming out. It's bound to happen. <sighs> I love Batman. <laughs>
1: like, He's a pretty cool dude, yeah, I guess. Yeah.
0: Such a timeless character, too. Like I feel like we get oversaturated with other heroes so quickly, and like... There's just constantly new Batman content, and it's almost always, like, it's not always good, but it's always, like, tolerable. Whereas, like, even as much as I love Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, I was still kind of glad that, like, when Iron Man died and Endgame was like, well, thank God we're not going to have to see him in every movie for a while.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's an interesting, like, a lot of similarities between Iron Man and Batman.
0: Money. Yeah. End of list. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean I think that there is definitely uh definitely a lot there. This like troubled billionaire that doesn't quite know what to do with themselves and it manifests as being like like trying to do good in a weirdly destructive way. Not even just like self-destructive, just in general destructive.
1: any as a butler.
0: Yeah, that that too.
1: Does Batman have a tornado themed villain?
0: Well, there is Red Tornado. But he a good guy, except for when he's not.
1: I think he originally was not a good guy.
0: Yeah, that sounds right.
1: Flanderization of Red Tornado.
0: Yeah. This just randomly came back to me from like four months ago out of the blue. And it was something I really wanted to say on the podcast if we ever did an episode about Spider-Man No Way Home, but we didn't end up doing it. Um, but, but I really wanted to talk about how I thought it was funny that they like... Like a lot of the a lot of Ned's scream time in the... Uh, the first two movies was like just making fun of him like for his looks or his attitude or whatever but in the third one they really leaned into this whole magic vibe that also didn't make any sense and then it hit me about like three quarters of the way to the movie they flanderized ned
1: <laughs> we should have seen it coming when the second movie was all about ned gets a girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: yeah jackson in case you're unaware the term Eyes is referring to Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, but I, w- I was thinking that.
1: <laughs> you know, back to Batman, though, for a second. I gotta get you guys' this take. What's the best length of ear for a Batman? <laughs> uh, as you can see, if you look in our Discord chat at the last two images, you can see an example of short ears and an example of very long yeah. ears.
0: <laughs> I think see. it can work as either, but it has to be one of the extremes like it has to be either like as long as his head or it has to be barely visible there is no good middle ground
1: i generally prefer the shorter
0: one yeah it's definitely less like gaudy and in your face
1: what were you saying jackson
0: i i like i like the long ears
2: i don't know why i guess it's just because you know the arkham games is kind of what got me into batman and he, he got the long ears in those, so... When I
1: think of a good length for the ears on a horrible design, I think of the bat, the, the Nightfall costume, which I think is the robot costume he wore when he got his back broken. Either that, or it's the costume that Azrael wore. But oh, it has very few yeah. ears. Yeah, no, that is
0: a... That, like... I'm looking at Batman Nightfall. This is the cover of Volume 3 of the comic, and it's, um... It's aggressive ears. <laughs> like... I
1: don't know. There's some short-eared costumes.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> now this is...
2: <laughs> Why would they do this? I guess
1: the Dark Knight Returns ears are a good, length,
2: like, for me.
0: What do you look for in ears?
1: <laughs> I think if they're really long, they're dumb. Yeah. Like, you're just gonna hit those <laughs> when you're crouching around all over the place.
0: Like, it can look cool with the costume, but I don't think it's ever practical.
1: You could put, like, antenna in them. Yeah. I guess that would be be practical.
0: The Dark Knight
2: Returns Batman is honestly probably one of my least favorite designs.
1: I really like it for what it is, right? Like I think yeah. it was weird that they used that des- <laughs> I just I think it was weird that they used that design in the in the the DC EU. Yeah,
2: I is. just I don't really like super buff Batman. <laughs> i'm just gonna gonna, i'm just gonna
0: tweet dark Knight returns i'm gonna tweet all of these with the episode
2: (laughs) no
1: i i like the dark Knight returns i do agree like he's a little too bulky like that's just kind of frank miller's style yeah so you just kind of get used to it but like i really like the the wide tall bat symbol like i like
2: the short ears that's actually my least favorite part the bat symbol (laughs) I don't I don't know, I like I don't really like the giant bat symbol. Like, it makes I more like sense it if it's the
1: most armored piece of the costume to make it very big. That version also beat Superman in a fight, I think. Good for him. When Superman was a stooge for the US government.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think he did have to have like
0: a tank and like full like suit of armor too but yeah i've always liked the batman versus superman argument because it falls apart in any situation where batman doesn't have more prep time than superman does
1: it falls apart anytime batman doesn't have kryptonite
0: yeah that 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 specifically but uh because it's like everyone's always like
1: prep time for batman batman needs prep time to beat superman it's like no he just needs kryptonite yeah anybody can beat superman provided they're like adequately strong if they have kryptonite and they catch him unaware. I, I think that's so, a big part of I it. Think
0: that, yeah, I think the biggest thing is that, like, I know that Superman's not, like, Flash-level fast, but he's fast enough that as soon as, like, the decision is made that you're going to fight, you're dead before you can react. <laughs> like,
1: It's weird that they made the Flash so fast because, like, Superman versus the Flash was a big thing. Back in the day, they were like, oh, they got a race. Who's going to win between Superman and the Flash? In the 90s, we were just like, That's dumb. Flash's whole thing is being fast. We should make him so much faster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm going to say, like, if Superman's that fast, then arguably Zod should also be that fast.
0: True. Which would make him a much bigger problem.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You have to make all the Kryptonians that fast. And then you also need to make Brainiac way stronger and faster, because, like, how's he going to... I guess that only matters in the ones where he actually, like, attacked Krypton. Sometimes Krypton, they just blow it up themselves.
0: When you blow up your planet, just to be safe.
1: Yeah, but, like, if you just start scaling everyone to be Superman levels, then, like, nobody's going to be able to deal with any of the threats except Superman.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which is, I think, one of the biggest problems that, like, a lot of superhero team-ups have in general. Because, like, like Captain America's probably my favorite superhero, but, like, it really doesn't make a lot of sense for him to be on the same team as, like, Iron Man and Thor and the Hulk, (laughs) like... Like
1: he's I, strong. I think Iron Man's fine, but huh. like Thor and the Hulk, yeah, absolutely outclassed.
0: Yeah. Been good talking about my good friend Batman all this time. Well, I guess it's time for us to close this one on out and send Batman home to pasture. Is it home to pasture is that the saying? <laughs> on to pasture something like that. But we I'm ap- Batman. We appreciate you checking us out. We hope that there will be more TBM Presents in the future. But for the Totally Biased Media Podcast, I'm Jordan Walkup. I'm Jason Simmons. And I'm Jackson Walkup. And you just felt the bias. Do we still say that? Premium. <laughs> 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 Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye.